Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. This episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand for cowboys and cowgirls. Get and stay cowboy fit this new year with the Cowboy Whey Protein. If you want to lose weight and gain lean muscle, the Cowboy Whey can help. The Cowboy Whey is available in delicious chocolate and creamy vanilla with 24 grams of protein, 160 calories, and only 2 grams of sugar. Get yours at www.thecowboywhey.com. And that's whey spelled W-H-E-Y, hence the protein. And be sure and register on the website to get 10% off your order. Get and stay Cowboy Fit this new year at www.thecowboywhey.com. And also, follow us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Performance, and I'll see you back at the ranch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, wanted to... Uh, Thank everybody that's been uh, listening to the show and thank everybody for ratings and review on iTunes. Greatly appreciate it. Really, really appreciate the support. And so I just want to give a big thank you to everyone for that. Uh, hey, this morning on the podcast, we have special guest, uh, Benny Paulson. I actually met Benny. Well, I didn't meet him in person, but was introduced to him by uh, Jason over at Project Canine Hero. Did a little research on him, and, and uh, it seems like Benny is just an all-around uh, cowboy. This guy does it all, from riding bulls to uh, writing uh, and singing music and, uh, and ranch. And so just excited to have him on the podcast today and uh, have him share with us uh, you know, what he's got going on in his life. Uh, so, Benny, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thanks, man. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. And thanks to Jason for getting us hooked up. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I met Jason out at uh, the NFR this year, and he is a great guy and got a great, great mission there with what he's doing. So, um, yeah, I was really, really thankful for the, uh, for the introduction. He quickly, became, he quickly became one of my new heroes, too. I got to know him in Vegas as well. And what an amazing guy, just a, a military veteran and what he's doing with the with the military dogs and being a cowboy and so passionate about everything he does. He's just inspiring and awesome dude for sure. Yeah, it's, it definitely is now. So I, and I realized that you were in Vegas this year too. And you know, I didn't, I didn't know about you then. I didn't see you, but of course uh, anybody that's been there knows that it's uh, you can't even cover everything in, you know, a couple of weeks, really. There's so many vendors and so many venues and, and things that are going on there. Uh, tell us a little bit about what, what you were doing out there. Well, yeah, I was promoting my music, but you're, you're right. It seems like every year it gets more and more stuff, the convention, the trade shows and activities. It's so much fun. I, if, if anybody hasn't been there, it's definitely worth the trip. But uh, yeah, it's just our people. It's, it's a lot of rodeo people and they're, they're even attracting other well now so i got a new album out i've uh, been writing writing some music is my new my new venture in my life and uh that's the place to go i'm utilizing my network of former rodeo network people and just did a bunch of shows during that did flint rasmussen's uh tv show and just trying to promote this music stuff 
Yeah, that's great. So kind of just, uh, if you would give us, give us your backstory, how you got involved in, you know, cowboy lifestyle and, and rodeoing and it just kind of bring us up to, to date to when you, you know, got into the music scene. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. So, uh, I guess I was raised on a ranch. Um, my dad threw me on a sheep when I was four years old and I happened to stay on and win a buckle. And I think I was hooked, hooked from there. Just, you know, you get that sense of accomplishment and success and winning becomes addicting. And that's all it takes is riding one sheep apparently. And then, uh, had some success getting on calves and steers and just kind of progressed properly. And next thing you know, I was riding bulls in the PBR level and having some pretty good success, you know, and, and my family was always musical as well. So I kind of always dabbled in music. Um, you know, nothing real serious. It, my first part of my life, all I really wanted to do and all I cared about was, was riding bulls and being a champion bull rider. Um, so it wasn't until, you know, I kind of started retiring and fully retired from from rodeo and riding bulls that I started taking music a little serious and even then I you know I was more you know getting life figured out after after rodeo which is kind of a tough transition sometimes and the ranching and raising cattle that whole way of life was also you know that kind of was first priority and then slowly uh, music was always there playing some music and now recently just gotten real real serious and taking it to the next level with the original original music so that's kind of in a nutshell i guess a quick uh synopsis of my life i guess and and and, where, and now where did you grow up at uh western north dakota my whole life you know i've uh i've raised in uh kildeer halliday kildeer north dakota, small towns western north dakota very small towns and uh still still live in western north dakota a small town called richardson i got a ranch here with my family and michelle and Shaden, and um just kind of I always love the people and you know, the weather is always beautiful here. And, uh, but, but I traveled the world with rodeo and I went to college in Wyoming for two years. So, so I've always seen the world I've gotten out and I've always just come back to the great state of North Dakota. Yeah. Now, um, when, what year did you get into, into the PBR? Oh man, now we're, now we're talking dates and you're putting an age on me, but, uh, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess I can't run from that. Um, I got into the PBR 1999 or something. I qualified for the PBR World Finals in 2001. Um, so, you know, I was always focused on the PRCA and making the National Finals Rodeo. That was always my that was always my goal and my dream growing up was to ride at the NFR. And, you know, to this day, it's one of my it's kind of a disappointment that I never did. Uh, qualify for the NFR and you know life events and stuff like that happens but very proud I was the first guy from North Dakota to make it to qualify for the professional bull riders world finals and uh, I can't complain about that it was good that's great and then how many uh, years did you ride in the PBR um I went on the PBR about four years I, I did I rode professionally for 15 years um, so, you know, like I said, the PRCA was a big focus and the, the PBR, you know, when, when you're riding at that level, it, it's a whole different ball game. I'm sure, it, you know, if you watch the PBR nowadays, the bull power is amazing. There's so much, so much breeding and genetics and so much money in that, that, you know, every day you're getting on good bulls if you're a PBR guy now. And that takes a lot to prepare for. It's a constant training just to keep your body in shape. 
and it wasn't when I was riding, it wasn't quite that strenuous, but it was still, you're getting on a lot of rain poles, you're, uh, it's a high pressure situation. So it, it takes a lot. And, and, you know, I, I, was, I had a family, had a, had my son, um, you know, about halfway through that PBR thing and trying to start, start ranching a little bit too. And it just got where I, I didn't have the drive and I didn't have the time to be training, you know, all that time to keep my body in shape and my mind in shape. So it got a little tough and I, uh, you know, I was getting towards the end of my career anyway. So yeah, it's, it, it's a tough game sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You mentioned the training it, it today in today's, uh, you know, rodeo and bull riding, uh, it really is a new level of, of athletes and athleticism uh, because it is, you know, just becoming such a, a major, major athletic sport now. Yeah. Anytime you take, you get a lot of money involved. And when there's a lot of money involved, you know, that, that steps everything up to the next level. The bulls, the bulls are stepping up to a new level and that forces the riders step up to a new level. And, you know, ultimately then it creates a better event. And now, you know, the PBR is, uh, it's getting to be a mainstream huge sport and that is fantastic for the rodeo world and for the Western way of life. It's just promoting that to uh, a whole new market. You know, they have Madison square garden is one of the biggest events in New York city and well-received in a town where, you know, most of those people don't know where they're, where the hamburgers come from. They, they come from a grocery store, you know, milk doesn't come from a cow or from a farm. It comes from a grocery store. So it's great to have that mainstream. Um, yeah, I, I agree totally. And, and it's something that, uh, I think is well-deserved in terms of, uh, the athletes, uh, you know, that are, they're competing nowadays that, that there is a level of money there that they can, you know, start to really earn, you know, a, a good living off of and, and make careers out of, uh, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, I wasn't completely aware of that, that, that there has been a little bit of fracturing in the, uh, in the rodeo world in terms of, uh, you know, PRCA and PBR, but for us to continue to you know grow uh, the you know the rodeo and the cowboy and the western lifestyle and and to get a bigger fan base, which is what we need, we need more people to uh, do that. Um, I see that the you know the PBR now has the uh, it's the, what is the WCRA? Or are you are you familiar with that? Or do you follow that at all? You know, I'm not I'm not familiar enough with it to really speak to it too much, but. Um... I do know that the PBR is getting more involved with rodeo. You know, it used to be kind of a fight and everybody was working against each other. And in this sport, we're all trying to do the same thing. You know, it's good to work together, I think. And I think that's what they're kind of doing. Like I said, I, I don't know enough about it to, to give you too many answers. But what I see happening, it seems like some good partnerships and moving in the right direction to do just what you said. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. And, and because the thing is, is, you know, the, the, the cowboy is, and we talk about this on, on the show a lot, an iconic figure, not only in America, but worldwide. And, uh, we just really all need to, to work together in terms of, um, uh, you know, continuing to expand the fan base and, and let people have a better understanding of, you know, what this lifestyle is about and let people be, uh, you know, exposed to it. Cause just like you said, people, sometimes don't even realize where meat comes from or where milk comes from. And it's a, it's a, you know, continually shrinking uh, environment, but there's people that are totally interested in just because they haven't been exposed to it, which is a, a great thing about social media because it does allow people to, you know, see into our world. And Hey, the more we work together and, and, and show people, you know, what a great sport and great lifestyle and, and just the, the, 
the great values that uh, we find in the cowboy and rodeo and Western lifestyle and culture, uh, you know, the more we're going to grow it and uh, the more cowboy hats and boots we're going to sell. Right. That's right. And, you know, just telling our story, that's, that's the whole thing with ranch and rodeo. And I think the, the social media sometimes works against that because there's other people telling the story too. And it, it may or not be true. You know, they, we got people saying that the flank strap on the bull is wrap their testicles and it's super uncomfortable for them. And that, you know, those people are spreading that information. And, uh, that, you know, that's one, one of the things I'm trying to do with my music a little bit as well is reach a different group of people like the PBR is doing, reaching out to these people with uh, extreme sport, you know, that, that extreme uh, risk of death that intrigues everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's reaching out. And then at the same time that gets them, gets them in there and say, Hey, this is, you know, these animals are treated better than you treat your kids at home. They're mm -hmm. fed better. You know, they're, they're, they're really, they're like racehorses, you know? So it gets that story out there because, you know, right now, as we speak, there is radical animal rights groups that are actively raising money and trying to write legislation to shut down the sport of rodeo, to shut down dairy farms, to shut down ranches. And, and they're spreading, they're spreading false news. And, you know, every, every way we can get to get the word out that, Hey, we're good at what we do. We take care of everything. You know, most of us, there's always the bad, there's always a couple bad eggs, but by and large, in the Western sports and the Western way of life is very responsible and very good at taking care of everything we're supposed to. Absolutely. And, and people, you know, and I've said this a lot of times too, everybody at some point has had, uh, you know, some type of fantasy about, you know, being a cowboy, uh, you know, riding a horse across the prairie, uh, living on a ranch, just the, the whole, like just the romanticism about, about a cowboy and cowboy lifestyle. It's just embraced, you know, worldwide, and we just need to continue to, you know, show the rest of the world that's just, uh, you know, uninformed. They just, they just don't know. And um, I think it's a great thing that's happened with what the PBR is doing, and I think that we're definitely headed in the right direction. And uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to be a part of it. So, yeah, and, and you say the world is uninformed, and you know, I got to disagree with you on that because. The world is informed every second of every day. We have phones. I mean, we have information at our fingertips nonstop. And it's just a matter of how they're informed. Where are they getting their information? Is it right? Is it good for the world? You know, that's what scares me with, with everything is there's, it's so easy to get information out there. So we got to be careful there. Yeah, abs no, absolutely. You're, you're right. And, and, and that's why, again, we just go back to, you know, everyone in this in the rodeo cowboy and Western lifestyle community, uh, you know, we all just need to work together as a whole to, you know, so we can just show in a, in a really good light, you know, what, what it's really all about and to get, you know, more, more people involved in it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, there's so many different aspects. I, I was talking to Trent Luce the other day, if you don't know Trent Luce, he's a, he's one of the biggest advocates for, you know, telling the story for animal agriculture, mostly mm -hmm. genius, a, a smart guy. And one of the things I learned from him, you know, he's been for forever. He's been all about telling the story, getting out there. Well, at this presentation I went to the other day, the title of his speech is stop telling your story. I'm like, Whoa, what, what's going on here? And what he said was, which was really interesting. And it's kind of changed up my thinking too, because I'm just thinking, Hey, we just got to tell everybody and 
we see some protesters out there, we just got to go tell them and set them straight. Well, what he says is those people ain't listening anyways. So right. it's sometimes doesn't even bother to tell them your story. So, so the big, and the reason for his message was, which really hit home was first of all, we have to tell the story to the people who are going to listen to us. That's where you start. You start right here with your, with your cousins and your, your nephews and nieces from the city that when they come out to the farm, you know, that's who you make sure that they understand what we're doing out here and what we're doing is so that when they go to college and run across somebody that is spreading other information and is a radical, they're going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. My uncle lives on a farm. This is what we do. You guys are way wrong. So that's where you start, which, uh, which makes a lot of sense, right? Absolutely. No, absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm kind of of the, of the mind too. I mean, that sometimes the extremes on, on either end end up canceling each other out. Um, that's not to say that, you know, we, we don't combat it and we don't, uh, you know, put up the fight. But I think, you know, sometimes these extreme forms of radicalism on, on uh, whatever end they're on, uh, they're, they're kind of a self, they're kind of self-limiting to a certain degree, but uh, I, you know. Yeah. Just no uh, credibility. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, but, um, but Hey, so I think we both agree, you know, that uh, we are headed in the right direction in so many ways. And and that's what, uh, you know, this podcast is about and, and, you know, kind of my part of my mission behind it. And we see a lot more of it, uh, you know, coming to light now. And, and, um, and and I think it's great. And I think, I think the PBRs, like you said, has had a, a big impact on that in terms of being able to reach a fan base that I don't think has been reached before and they're getting a better understanding of, uh, you know, that, that sport and then Cowboys and Cowboy lifestyle. And, and I think it's bringing, you know, new fresh people into it. And, and that's, and I think that's a, a great thing. Yes, sir. And, uh, to, to just continue on with it and in a good manner is, is the way to go. And, and, and more guys like you too, with your podcast, I mean, you do such a great job and trance and there's a lot of guys doing it. It's just getting to the people um, that are hearing from, from the wrong side. And I know that's, that's the tricky part too, but all you can do is keep trying, I guess. And, and well done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Hey, Nat, so you've got, uh, you say you have uh, um, a son. Mm-hmm. Yep, 17-year-old son. Oh, he's 17. Okay. So is, is he uh, involved in rodeo at all? or? No, no, not really. I kind of, you know, when he was young, I was kind of getting out of it. I, was, I wasn't necessarily burnt out of rodeo and bull riding, but, you know, I'd had a pretty, pretty long and strenuous career. And um, so I kind of kept him away from it a little bit on purpose in a young age mm-hmm. and steered him more towards music and uh, things like that. And Coincidentally, the kid is a amazingly natural abilities in music and really talented musically. And uh, so I think it's going to work out pretty darn well. And I don't have to worry about him getting stomped on by a bull <laughs> like yeah. my grandma used to do. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So now, yeah. are, are you, do you, do you, you're ranching full time? Is that what you do full time uh, besides music too? Yep. 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 That's our main job. We got a 3000 acre ranch run about 150 head of cows and uh, run some grass calves with that, retain some. And, and it just, I'm always trying different things. You know, this ranch, it's been, um, different management practices, you know, number one, I'm always trying to manage the land, uh, really good grazing rotations. I've 
always trying to educate myself on new techniques and just trying to do good things, you know, and, and that, that's another thing with, with telling our story um, to people. The, the number one thing that I like to do is, first of all, practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. So if I'm telling a story about sustainable agriculture and if I get into a conversation with somebody that says, hey, your cows are wrecking our planet because of the methane carbon they're emitting. Well, I want to be able to say, wait a second now, uh, with my grazing rotation and my no-till farming practices, I promise you I'm capturing more carbon than I'm emitting. I'm actually, I'm actually emitting oxygen so that you can breathe it, you know, stuff like that. So I'm trying to, you know, first of all, my management practices, I want to be able to say that this is what I'm doing and this is what we can do as, as a whole, you know, group of group of animal producers and agriculturalists. Um, right. And I'm trying to, trying to get the words carbon sequestration into a song is pretty tough. It just doesn't have the <laughs> ring. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get there one of these days. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm going is, you know, my management practices. And that's another thing Trent Luce talks about too. You know, I've been doing that for quite a few years with good, man- good grazing management and land, land management. Um, but he says, you know, these cows, they're, everybody says they're emitting har- horrible things, but what they're doing is emitting plant food so that we can grow corn and grasses and everything. <laughs> so that's just another way to combat these people that are saying, Hey, agriculture is bad. You, you know, you're doing bad things. Well, if you look at the corn belt, they are so they're sucking up way more carbon and nitrogen and emitting way more oxygen. You know, they're, they're essentially, you know, doing really great things when, when you look at it that way. And I, that's one of the things I'm trying to do is uh, get some hard figures on that so I can bring people out and say, okay, here's what I'm doing for the environment. Um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned, you mentioned Trent a couple of times. I'm not, I'm not completely familiar with him. Is it, is it the last name? Is it Luce? Did you say L-U-C-E? It's L-O-O-S. Um, yeah, he's got, He's got some radio, he's got radio shows. Uh, he does numerous radio shows. He goes around and, and talks. You, you definitely need to check out Trans. As a matter of fact, he'd be a good, good subject for you, but he's just, uh, um, Loose Tales is the name of his radio program. And he's got some other ones too, but he's so great. He's from Nebraska. So great at telling the story. And he goes around, uh, like California had him come out when they were trying to put the cage free ban on eggs. And, you know, he did. He, he did uh, quite a bit of lobbying for that. And he, he's just, he's kind of a go-to guy in the animal agriculture world. And he's a genius. I, you know, I seen him speak for an hour the other day and he's just so smart and retains so much information. He's a great ambassador for, for the animal agriculture and Western way of life in general. Amazing guy. That's great. Now, um, hey, when you were, when, when you were rodeo and did you have any, any uh, sponsors at that time? Yeah, I did. When I was in the PBR, I had, uh, I was in with uh, Cowboy Sports Agents out of Oklahoma. I had a, a main sponsor was Pinecrest Ford and Hillcrest Ford. They were Ford dealerships, large Ford dealerships in Texas. And, and then Cinch Boots and some of the other corporate sponsors as well. And it was a uh, really, really amazing time to to be a part of that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Now with your music, um, do you have any sponsors with uh, with your music at all, or any brands? Or? Not, 
Not yet. We're kind of working on that. I, I uh, you know, this this music thing started out with um, me and my dad writing and recording some some music and some tidbits for some t- for television program on RFTV called Special Cowboy Moments. And uh, you know, as my friend, we had kind of started this show. It's about uh, it's kind of a show about preserving the Western West, preserving history and recording some interviews of old cowboys or just cowboys so that it's, you know, this history is recorded and then made it into a TV show. So it needed some music. So we started recording, you know, just background music and some little songs. And as I got into that, I started thinking, man, this is kind of fun. We can maybe should take it to the next step and next step. So uh, next thing you know, we, we got going writing writing full songs and now I got a full album out on iTunes and everywhere. Um, so I, I would say as far as sponsorships, um, special cowboy moments is kind of a sponsor, mm-hmm. not necessarily monetarily, but as far as promoting, you know, we kind of work together. I provide them music and I work with the, with the TV program and they provide exposure for us. We, uh, we're booking shows together, um, kind of working out details on that, but, so I'd say that's our sponsor, and I'm not to the point where we're really ready to get out there. I'm just booking shows now. Now come summer, I want to get through calving. I'm gonna get through winter and calving season, and then I'm gonna focus on the music stuff. And then you know, then we're gonna be looking for some sponsors and some promotional stuff, and kind of looking at maybe protect the harvest. If you're familiar with that group, it's uh, oh yeah, Lucas Oil, another yeah. group. Yeah, Lucas Oil. We've been in some talks with with them guys, uh, working with special calving moments with TV programs as well. So, you know, I'd kind of like to not even necessarily ask for money from them, but just be able to put them on my band trailer when we're going down the road. And another way to spread the word about that mission, but also bring attention to my music as well. So, you know, it's not necessarily a monetary thing, but it's just a way to bring attention so I can sell more music, um, you know, cash flow in other ways. So uh, there's always a way to make things happen. Yeah. Now, it's so you... You, so your music is just something you started recently then, correct? Yeah. Well, on this level, you know, I've always, um, you know, even when I was riding bulls, we had a, a cover band and we'd play a little bit, okay. but we weren't very good because, <laughs> you know, my, my number one thing was riding bulls. So I wasn't spending hours practicing music like right. I should have. And we probably shouldn't have been playing as much as we were because it took away from my rodeo as well. But, you know, I always loved it. And then, you know, played in some bar band and dance band type stuff. And which, you know, last few years I've been getting, getting away from that. I got sick of doing that stuff. And I, you know, I want to do something a little more meaningful and not be out late all night. Um, So, you know, but, but that time with these other bands, I think that was kind of grooming me and getting me better at, at playing guitar and, and singing and getting used to be on stage. So now, now I've taken it to the next level where we're trying to do original music, promote an album, writing music. I mean, I'm investing into it. You know, I've had to put some money into hiring producers and writing our music. So it's a next step and it's a learning process. Just, just like anything, I've been really studying the music industry and trying to figure out how to go to the next level and be successful. So it's, it's just like any business. You know, you got to know what's going on. Uh, you can't expect to... 80 bushel wheat crop if you don't put some money into it and put some on it. It's similar with the music business. You got to put some money into it. You got to invest and, and, you know, promote and get the right people involved. So it's, you know, some of it I'm learning the hard way, but we're moving forward pretty darn good. And I got a great group of musicians around me. I got um, a couple professional 
level musicians in the band, Ty Taylor and Luke Smiley, that have been touring musicians for a long time. And then a young gal, a college rodeo gal, Geraldine Wiseman, who has worked so hard and a talented fiddle player, a former competitive fiddle player, um, violinist. So we've had a really good crew and we're just putting it all together and trying to figure out how to do it. And it's going well. Yeah, that's exciting. How did you guys come yeah. up uh, with the name Breaking Eight? Well, naming a band is one of the hardest things in the whole world because you can't do, you can't put a name on there that, you know, is turns people away. It's got to have a ring. And I don't know what it is, but it, it's so hard. Um, so we wanted a ring, you know, something that's got a little cadence to it. And then, uh, you know, the eight second reference to the bull riding, mm-hmm. uh, eight second rule, a little bit of that. So a little edginess with breaking, um, you know, just, we had a few names and we got together and kind of took a vote. And at some point you just have to say, okay, pick a dang name. We got to go. We got, we can't just take five months and try to find a name. We got, we got to write music. We got to practice. We got to put together a show. There's other things to do. So. You know, and ultimately down the road, once once uh, you get get your music out, the name doesn't matter all that much. It's just an association with the people and the music. Right. Now, are you part of the uh, the um, what is it they call it? The, is it the Rocky Mountain? Uh, uh, oh gosh, Rocky Mountain oh, the, Western the music. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, not not. We're a little bit out of that uh, jurisdiction or what have you. I think we can. Maybe sneak in there, but we're in the Plains uh, region more so. Uh-huh. Ge- geographically, we're not part of that, but I think down the road we could get in on that because it's, it's a great uh, great deal they got going there. And, and I'm good friends with a lot of guys, with Chancey Williams, who's a uh, former competitive bronc rider, made the college national finals, and an amazing musician. Chancey's got, uh, got some hit songs coming. He's really getting big. He's been doing the music thing for a long time, and... You know, telling he's kind of the new Chris Ledoux from Wyoming and uh, also telling the story about the Western way of life with his music. Um, so, you know, we got some contacts there and we're working on doing some shows with guys like that. So it's it's a pretty fun deal. You know, this music thing, especially in Vegas, you know, you got Chansey down there, uh, the Munzig boys who are ranch kids that are great in music, Corb Lund from Canada, who's getting really big now. And uh, he's he's a former ranch guy we're pretty good friends with him and Cody Johnson. Everybody knows Cody Johnson. Now he's a former bull rider. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like rodeoing a little bit. When you get that music scene, it's, you know, the rodeo, that's one of the things I miss most about rodeo is that brotherly family. You just, you become brothers, you know, you're doing battle with these guys. And, and then, uh, and then when that's gone, you really, you you miss that camaraderie and uh, that sense of togetherness when you're laying your life on the line with guys, so, so the music on a, on a little level, you know, it's a little bit the same. And that's one of the reasons I think I do the music is just to fill that void uh, of not, not riding bulls anymore. So it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and uh, now Trent Wilmon, you know, he's a, uh, you know, licensed his song for me to use for the podcast, the rope and pin we use that. And I know that he's uh, one of the producers on Cody Johnson, some of his stuff. And then also, um, Chancey Williams as well. So, uh, yeah, those are, uh, th- those guys are, are, are definitely, well, Cody, he sold out, uh, I think, uh, the Houston, you know, or AT&T stadium or whatever, over almost 80,000 people, I think. So he's, he's yeah, as an unsigned, as an unsigned artist, he <laughs> yeah. hadn't even signed to a major label at the time, which is 
Uh, that's unheard of and amazing. He's, uh, he's, he's doing well. I finally heard him on the radio just yesterday up here. And I don't listen to a lot of new country radio, but I heard Cody Johnson on there when I just had the humble upon that. So now I suppose I'm going to have to listen to new country again. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's so good. I'm so proud of that guy. It's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So, hey, do you, um, do you have a, a favorite uh, brand of cowboy hats or a maker? Um, you know, American Hats are a big sponsor of the TV program, Special Cowboy Moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I hate to, I got friends that make hats and I hate to single out one particular one because there's a lot of good, a lot of good companies out there. And I have, I have about 10 hats. So right. I, I like to have a good, good position. Do you have a favorite cowboy hat? Me? Yeah. Yeah. All of them. That's, that's, uh, that's yep. but yeah, I, I, and, and I love American hats and I, I've got, uh, you know, I know uh, Keith money pretty well and, um, and uh, you know, I've got, I've got several of their hats um, and I love their straws. I mean, I, I gotta say American's probably my favorite, my favorite straw, but I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm actually getting a new hat here pretty soon. It's actually being made right now. Uh, Clint Herring, a Herring custom hats. I'm, it's my first ever hundred X hundred percent beaver. So um Ooh. I'm becoming a hat snob, I guess. But uh, anyway, so we'll see. But but I love them all, you know. And and there's you know some that just seem to fit you, uh, you know, fit your head a little bit better. And uh, but I always like to ask everybody, you know. And and the thing about uh, American hats too, and, and Keith Mundy, yeah. So uh, talking about Keith Mundy, I I've just I've never heard anything but great things from everyone uh, about him, and and that includes uh, Clint Herring at uh, Herring Custom Hats. That's one thing he said. He said that uh, Keith has just been really just encouraging and, and just, a you know, a great support. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a lot of respect for, for him and for the American hat company. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we did a, actually did a whole episode on the company as an, it, it's a pretty good story. And now that, now that we're talking about, it, I can't remember the story, but our executive producer and interviewer for the, for the special Cowboy moments program, he's just infatuated with them. And, uh, the story is really good and just a, just a good American company. And a good name. Yeah, yeah. And Keith Maddox, uh, the, he's the owner. And, and uh, I've just heard nothing but great things about him and, and what a great company to work for. So very cool and to have. Sponsors so many things. Yeah, they're just such good um, players and sponsor a lot of, lot of good stuff. So, yeah, really good. Absolutely. So, uh, Benny, what about uh, cowboy boots? We're, we're going to go to that now. So. Oh. Same, same thing there. You know, I, I got a lot of cowboy boots I've acquired over the, over the years. Um, but I got to go back to my double H boots cause they sponsored me and Lou Casey had a little sponsor from them for a while. Uh, I wore old Lathies back in the rodeo days for a while until I got sponsorship boots. Uh, there's, there's just so many and so many good companies that sponsor the sport of rodeo and bull ride and that. Uh, I, I can't single out one particular one cause there's so many good ones. And they, there's so many companies that do such great things for, for our way of life that uh, I love them all. Yeah, that's great. What about uh, what about cowboy movies? You got a favorite cowboy movie or? Um, oh man, I do. You know, most people are going to say Lonesome Dove and all them, which of course I love them. I got another one. I can't even think of it now. Um, but I guess I'll have to go with Lonesome Dove for now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in, in it's 
a lot of people say Lonesome Dove and a lot of people, uh, you know, John Wayne, the Cowboys, which are, I mean, just amazing, amazing movies. I love them. But one that I've only heard a couple times uh, since you were trying to think of it, one that you, you can't think of. Uh, one movie that I really like is uh, All the Pretty Horses. Yeah, great. You know, it, it's a pretty movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but good movie. Um, Open Range, I think, is maybe one I'm talking about if you've seen that. And that was filmed, I think, in South Dakota. But it's not the fastest movie, but it, you know, it shows a lot of prairie. And that's what I'm passionate about is managing the prairie and our great native grasses up here in this what is now frozen tundra of a land. But you know, most of the year it's very productive and some of the best grasses in the world. And and open range that movie, uh, well, it's a little bit slow. It really shows a lot of that, and it's pretty cool. So it hit, hits home with me a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, it's a great movie, and of course, it's got uh, Robert Duvall in it too, and who's just a, a, a amazing okay. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. Very cool. Well, hey, we're we're getting yeah. we're getting close to the end of our time here, Benny. What's uh What's the best way for uh, people to follow you and in uh, you know listen to your music and? Uh... Um, well, our music is available all over on all the media or on all the music sources, Spotify, iTunes. Um, so please, Breaking Eight spelled out when you're searching for it. Um, Breaking dot com is our website. Breaking Eight on Facebook. Uh, just now trying to get in you know this instagram all this social media is such a it's it's such a big thing right now but it's it's great tools for promoting things um like the music and in any product so we're i'm trying to get better at that uh getting an instagram presence as well but uh youtube music goes on youtube we'll have cds out and then look for us this summer we'll be playing shows all over the place so please please come see us live whenever you can we need to all my guys say we got to get down to Arizona next winter and start booking some shows in Arizona because it's going to be 25 below zero here tonight and tomorrow night. So I think I'm starting to think about coming and visiting you down there. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's tons of venues here too to, to, to come play at. So it's a, it's a great place to, to, uh, to, to do shows. So we'd love to have you out here and definitely, definitely come see you. You bet. I appreciate that. Well, hey, Benny, I really appreciate you taking the time coming on and, and you know, sharing with us and uh, look forward to seeing you uh, uh, with your, your music and, and watching that grow. And, and just uh, we'll just continue to keep supporting uh, Cowboy Rodeo and Western lifestyle and culture and, and just uh, watching it grow here in the future and, and increasing our fan base. And I'm really excited about it. And thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your show. Um, it's truly an honor. And keep up the good work yourself too. You got a great thing going on. I love your podcast and let's keep on it, huh? Absolutely. Thanks, Benny. We'll, we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Instead of the normal outro, we have something special for you guys today. It's a song by uh, the guest and his band. The song is called I've Been a Cowboy by Breaking 8. Enjoy. I've been a cowboy most of my life. I punch a lot of cattle. 
Got in a few fights And I've been around A time or two I made a little money I spent a little too Trying to do 